0: Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 155 of Sack Kings Therapy. Uh, this will be the first part of the Rockets game. Um, so we just finished the first again, the first Rockets game, uh, which we the Kings won, uh, 126 to 114. Um, it was it was it was not a pretty start. <laughs> um, G- Kings gave up 40 points in the first quarter, but Ultimately, they started kind of turning up their defense. Uh, de- well, depending on how you look at it, either they turned up their defense or the Rockets just... Uh, the Rockets, they're, they're, they're not a good team. <laughs> I'll just say that. And yeah, so they start... Like Kings, turn up their defense a little bit. And Rockets start uh, stop, you know, making a bunch of shots. And the Kings kind of just uh, ended the first half. Um, I believe they led by... They led by five, and they basically never looked back after that. They actually came out strong in the third quarter and kind of just put them away. There was a bit of a scare in the fourth quarter, but it and it wasn't really ever, I guess, threatening, I guess. Um, what did you see from this game, Vaughn?
1: Well, I saw a lot of bad defense from the Rockets and a lot of turnovers from the Rockets because, man, some of those air balls might as well be turnovers, and you know, we actually utilized those turnovers <laughs> pretty well in the other
0: end. Luckily. Yeah, that's the that's the thing that's kind of tough for me to see. Like, so I've I always said, Kings like you, like when they're like hitting shots, they play hard on defense, and you notice it. Like when they stop when they stop making shots, it's usually when they when their defense really falls off a cliff. And in this case, you know, shots went down like the Rockets like. Just gave the Kings chances, and they took care of those chances. But I'm always worried of like, you know, in the case where they just don't shoot well, like, like what what is the point? Sometimes like they don't shoot well, they they don't play well like overall because their defense they stop playing on defense. So it's like, you know, good for them for being able to make shots this game, but I don't know if there's anything I can take away from it to be honest. Yeah, that four quarter, I'm, I'm not gonna
1: lie, it feels like the Kings start to you know slow down and you know I guess start to I don't want to say care less but it, it just getting too comfortable I guess uh, with the lead that they had because we were up by 19 and they broke it down to I think 8 or 9 at one point and uh, yeah it, it, like you said it got a little scary at that, at that point but you know it, we, we still kept it up at least because Rockets were not we're not really doing too well
0: overall. So I guess this is perfectly displayed. Um, if you look at De'Aaron Fox, De'Aaron Fox uh, finished with 27 points, not bad at all. The only thing I want to point out is he had 15 in the first, and like the Rockets have nobody for it. Like they're guarding him with KPJ and um and what's the other one? Uh, Jalen Green. And every now, I think in the fourth quarter they finally put Eric Gordon on him, who had a little bit more success. But, like, there there was nobody that could guard him. And 15 points, he came out – like, he was the only one that was doing anything in the first quarter. And, the I look, don't get me wrong. Like, 15 points, uh, 27 points, nothing to scoff at. But, like, you know, you'll, you end up only scoring 12 points for the rest of the three quarters. And I think, like, a lot of those went in the second quarter, too. It's like – I don't – like – the, the first quarter, you see what Fox can do. It's like, why don't you do that more often? Like, you, you have to be that guy who's just always attacking and, like, trying to just make plays. But instead, like, he really picks his spots. And he just can't do that a lot of the time.
1: Yeah, and especially in the second half, uh, you see that, I mean, he, he goes in every down and of course. But he tries to draw the defense in and, you know, try shots for other guys too and uh, this guy especially uh, Marvin Bagley I mean man he shot 20 field goals this game so I mean that's the most out of the whole team and he played pretty well at the least but there were some instances where Fox was like "Ooh, (laughs) just bad passes and uh, those turnovers just you know Attribute to Rockets attempts. I I, I want to say points because, yeah, Rockets then uh, you know capitalized. Hit, yeah, capitalize. Yeah, capitalized or hit as many
0: as uh, they should have. I guess. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I mean, like De'Aaron is so good. You hear about like the stories. Like in practice, he's amazing, but like you know, in the game again, he picks the spots way too often and. You know hopefully one of these days he'll figure it out and i think it will be on the kings and we'll we'll get to that a little bit later but like i he just needs to understand he has to just be aggressive and attack like one of the one of the most memorable like i keep thinking back to this game lately like why am i so i guess high on dear why am i so kind of i guess stubborn on dear like De'Aaron in the first game of the bubble, They granted they lost that game against the Spurs um, the first game in the bubble, but this dude came out ready to play. He absolutely sliced up the Spurs like for 38 points, and he made it look absolutely just easy and just looked like an absolute weapon who was coming into his own. And I, wanted, I want more of that. Like... Granted, he's like, he's not a, he's, he's an okay passer. It's not his go to, and like that may hold him back from like achieving, you know, a certain ceiling, but like he just needs to attack. Like, do what, do like what you're essentially built to do. And, you know, let, just let Tyrese handle, handle this distributing.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Tyrese did handle the distributing pretty well this game. And with 12 assists, of course But, you know, we also want to see some Tyrese offense for himself Because, I mean, he's pretty good from free I trust uh, Howie more with the three than Buddy ever will So, yeah, I guess we shall see And, yeah, with the Fox thing Yeah, I, I don't know It seems like some games he just doesn't want to go in as much as he did this game But then again, who knows?
0: And part of the reason why I like I'm just speculating, but like probably one of the reasons why De'Aaron doesn't attack as much and like isn't just 100 miles per hour, like for the whole game. First of all, it's exhausting to do it. And also he him and Tyrese, like it's still an issue. Like they're the only playmakers on the team. They're the only guys that can create like for themselves and others. So like he has to kind of hit that kind of middle spot. I do wonder and we'll get again we'll get to it later let's just say there is there is a world where we can get Ben Simmons without having to trade the two of them Uh, it's unlikely but like it is possible like you add a Ben Simmons to this I think it unlocks De'Aaron in ways that we don't imagine. And maybe maybe that's what it's gonna take. It's just he has to take care of that he has to worry about two things, which is setting guys up and and you know setting himself up to score. But if you have another playmaker like next to him, like yeah, I mean well like this trade is looking worse by the day. But like the Tristan Thompson and, and DeLon Wright swap, right? Like uh-huh. if you kept DeLon Wright, like you know who knows? Maybe they maybe they find maybe they find a way to make that work. But I don't know. But that that's just a that's just like what I would speculate. But yeah, again, he needs to just attack a hundred miles per hour. Like for the Kings to be at their best.
1: Yeah, well, if oh man, if if a trade does come in where we do keep Howie and uh, Fox, that'd be that'd be great <laughs> because I I feel like that'd be definitely maybe around the seventh seed by the end of the season. if you know, if we do get him by the trade deadline
0: yeah we'll see how that uh plays out but you know again uh i, I know we're being negative they did win the game so like yeah we're, we're kind of <laughs> we're kind of bitching about nothing to be honest but like that's what i want to see more that first quarter he was unstoppable and honestly for most of the game he was unstoppable like there were some missed foul calls like the, the reps were not kind to the kings for much of the game um but yeah like he, we see it and like i don't know why he just doesn't do it more often um uh, that's but that's what i would speculate is the issue um um, let, let's go talk about the Rockets a little bit more. There's not that much to talk about the Kings overall. Marvin had a good game. Um, you know, he, the only thing I would say is that his defense is still all over the place. Like, he, I mean, Christian Wood kind of had his way with him quite a bit. And, like, just, you know, what else? Um, I guess, like, Marvin, he, he, ha, he has another level to unlock in terms of just being, I guess, how about I even explain it? Like to become a better basketball player and he's he's getting there and right right now like i'm liking what i see from him and you know like i don't know if he'll stay on this team but like if he does stay on this team i wouldn't be mad and but he does need to work on his defense his defense is just like team like in terms of a help defender is really bad his on ball defense is nothing to really like admire uh to say the least so that that that's what i'm looking for uh with him
1: yeah uh, then again, I, I like his effort in terms of, you know, rebounding, but man, we still need a, a rebound better because there's, they're just, we just give up too much for comfort.
0: And like, it doesn't show up on the stat sheet really. Like Rocket, we actually got the same amount of, of offensive rebound as the Rockets, but like th- this team does not know how to box out. It's really frustrating. Like they just they have they don't have the inclination to put a put a body on a man. The only guy that actually did it during this game, and I pointed out to you, Nami is Kata. He was, the only, he was the only guy that came out, even when he wasn't on a man, he would find somebody and he would box them out. And guess what? The, the team gets the rebound when you box out. This team just doesn't have that instinct in them. And, like, yeah, the, the Rockets just got a few hustle rebounds that honestly could have led to more if they were able to capitalize on it. But, yeah, like, Marvin did help with the rebounding, but even some—but, like, again, the same thing with, like, when Metsu plays, like— He can only do so much. And honestly, Marvin doesn't box out either, which is frustrating. But, like, you know, he needs more help down there. Yeah. the guards just don't really help him.
1: Uh, Yeah. And speaking about Nabeas, I mean, I wish we played him more because we only played him barely five minutes. And according to NBA.com, it's only four minutes, 39 seconds. I mean, we could have put him out there for... uh, come on i mean at least 15 minutes right
0: i i would disagree with that one because like i'm looking at the at who played so like alfred Shingoon got like 14 minutes like at, maybe at one point you could put him on him but if you if you look at that roster like their only centers christian wood really mm-hmm. so like and then daniel tice and like um alfred Shingoon, all these guys can theoretically shoot basically what i'm trying to say there's no real big man for him to guard so that's kind of why i think he only played uh five minutes I but see. like i felt you could have put him on jay Sean tate maybe <laughs> like you know <laughs> and like alfred shangun and daniel Tice, they didn't play much either and so like christian wood was the guy that was probably out there most even though he was in foul trouble a lot like you just can't have him out there on christian wood like oh, you know yeah. you, you take away you take away his uh, rim protection, and you're gonna have to make him defend the perimeter. Which that if you list, if you listen to our draft analysis, that was one of his weaknesses. He's not great uh, on the perimeter.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So,
0: uh, so I get I get it, and uh, but unfortunately, like even though there are definitely minutes for Keta right now with uh, Rashawn and and Damian Jones out, these matchups it's gonna be pretty tough to play him.
1: <sighs> well, it's too bad. Hopefully, we'll find a better matchup for him uh in future games
0: yeah I, I mean i believe me i really want to see him play 20 minutes like you know just <laughs> i just want to see more of him he's he's a good he's a really interesting player he's a very interesting prospect like james ham loves him and like from what i've seen like he does bring a different dimension like you know he can be a bit of a role man, a role man and unfortunately they haven't done it yet you can run some post stuff with him so like i want to see and we don't have a guy that can actually do that on this team really so you know, there might be something there.
1: Yep, I guess we shall see.
0: Uh, last guy, I just want to quickly talk about Davion Mitchell. Um, are you worried about his shooting at all? He shot two for eleven over four from three.
1: I yeah, I feel like he could pass a little more. It seems like he tries to create his own shot uh, a lot of times, but you know, his defense is just just mm, so good. It's it's real good. It's mm-hmm. just it's hard to you know. I guess what, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, his offense does need work, but his defense is just real. It's just good enough to like shadow it.
0: Yeah, um, I like. I'm not that worried about his shooting because most of his shots were makeable shots. He's still, uh, as for his passing, he's still trying to learn the game, and like he's probably just trying to get the timing down. And yeah, I, I I I get what you mean. Like there are a lot of like passes he can make in the flow of the offense that he just doesn't. And that was just come with time. And, you know, he's I, I believe he's a smart enough to player to figure that out. But as it stands right now, yeah, he hunts for a shot a little too much. And in this game, it wasn't falling at all, unfortunately. But, you know, uh, I, for one, I, I'm i not that worried about his shooting. Um, although, like, this is kind of what he is in a way. Like, although in in, in December, like, you want to guess his shooting splits in December? I would
1: say it would be a little higher than what it is recently, right?
0: it's a lot higher.
1: Oh, I see.
0: You want oh, you want to guess a number? Uh,
1: percentage or number? Percentage, what else? Oh. I was <laughs> Damn it, man.
0: <laughs> uh 42%? No, a forty-seven percent and okay. 42 percent from three, which okay. that's that actually surprised me. I do not think it was that high. However, in the month of January, since he's kind of come back from COVID, um, and the new year, he's been shooting thirty-four percent and twenty-five percent from three. Like, I, and like if you look at his like other months, it's about where where that is, where his averages normally are. I think the December was a bit of an anomaly, if anything, uh, but it's it's just it does suck that you know, um. You know, he got COVID and that probably threw off a little bit of his rhythm, but I'm not I'm not as worried about his shooting uh, I, because he he doesn't take tough shots for the most part. He takes like, you know, f- um, you know, in the flow kind of shots. And, you know, sometimes they go down, sometimes they don't. But, you know, I, he does need to shoot a little better. Like is he's, he's kind of a guy that you don't really have to worry about that much on offense right now. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's his first year. He'll he'll definitely develop for next year.
0: And for those that say like, well, he's 23. Well, actually, a lot of older rookies, even though like they're quote unquote like ready to play right away, a lot of them actually struggle right out the gate. There's actually a, lo- a long history of like um these old rookies not not being able to figure out until their second year. Like, get, look at Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin didn't do much at all in his first year. Like Corey Kispert is really struggling right now. And like, what's another good example? Like, I guess JJ Redick and like even Buddy Heel back in the day, like it took a while for them to figure it out and that's just the cycle of the NBA. You, you, we're not, I'm not gonna get on Davion. Like his defense is really good and basically makes up for any kind of shortcomings he has on offense in the limited amount of time he plays.
1: Oh yeah, just give it some time.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I teased it earlier, but uh let's talk a little bit about the Rockets like were there players that stood out to you at all
1: yeah I mean Christian Wood did pretty decent like especially in the first half but he was kind of on like really on and off uh during the second half uh I would say other than that I mean Eric Gordon still pretty good uh junior and Jalen green who oh, they were they were just not good on threes
0: so uh, let, let's talk about Jalen green like what like I like what I see he, he there's a lot of slight it's a lot of say, what I would call incomplete like um incomplete projects I guess like you can see like the moves that he does and he just can't finish them right now so like mm-hmm. but like you can see like how he can get to his spots and like get his shot but right now yeah. he's like he just ha- doesn't like you know know like when not to force it and when to force it. But there I I can see something there if, if you will. And like you know in one or two years maybe but maybe even as early as next year he's gonna be a really kind of dangerous slasher. KPJ on the other hand like there there's stuff there no doubt. I'm I'm not a fan.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, geez, him. When I saw him shooting threes, man, it it, it wasn't pretty most of the time. And I, I mean, yeah, Jalen Green, I I understand that uh, like he has something, but it's not. Yeah, it, it, it give it time as well.
0: Granted, both of them are very young. I think Kevin Porter Jr. How old is he this year? He is twenty. Oh, well, he's only twenty one. Wow, he's really young. But it's like he does he doesn't play any defense, and like the only thing he does is score. And he's not an efficient scorer by any means. I mean, he did have eight assists, so good for him on that. But like, just some of the stuff he does, I'm just like, ugh, just like I get why people are high on him, but at the same time, I kind of don't because like it, he's got a there. He has a lot of like you know character issues with him. And we when we heard about like the weird, um, the weird incident he had with uh, I think John Lucas, where he just left the building in the middle of the game because he was mad. It's just, like. Uh he's just not a guy I really want to deal with. Christian Wood in, in the kind of the same vein. Although Christian Wood is legitimately good though. But mm-hmm. like there's still there's still stuff to be desired there. His defense is more than subpar, but like, you know, he's a good three-point shooter. He's a re- he's a legitimate three-point shooter, you know. And you know, he had fifteen points in the first quarter and didn't score until like the fourth quarter and ended up with twenty-six points. Like, he's got something, but it's another one of those things where I'm just like, um, I guess I don't know how you would do on a winning team.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to say since he's only been in the Rockets and uh, what was it, Detroit? Detroit. Well, he's
0: been on he's been on different teams. It's just he never got playing time before Detroit.
1: Yeah, but uh, I mean, I like what I see from him offensive wise, but yeah, different. Hmm. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna watch the Rockets too, you know choose whether or not we should go for wood but from what i see from this game i mean if we get a good deal for him why not i guess
0: i I don't know i'm actually kind of out on him. like unless you're talking about like a second rounder i'm I'm not that interested Mm -hmm. (laughs) just because the character issues and just like it, i don't know if he can contribute to winning i mean granted it, it, it you know the uh stones from glass house but like you know, I don't
1: know if he can contribute to winning. Yeah, I like like I said during the game, I, I'm wondering if his attitude would, you know, benefit our team because sometimes you know we're a little soft, but I don't know, I don't know what kind of like major attitudes he would uh, give us actually
0: i i get the idea of it and i even told you this when you when you um said that to me i i feel he's he his attitude like his his anger and like the attitude that he shows is not because he's not it's not because the team isn't winning it's because he's not like he's not doing well so like in a way i feel he's he has a bit of a selfish kind of person a selfish kind of attitude more than anything this is just me talking but like because I don't really know I don't watch the Rockets enough to know if he he if that's indeed the case but I feel like he's a guy that's you know out there for his numbers more than he is for the team
1: mm, I see yeah well kudos <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then Kevin Porter Jr. It's yeah, I just I'm just sorry. Like he he's not an efficient scorer, can't really do anything else, and just again character issues. And you know if you listen to Amina Hassan, like John Lucas is like the Redemption Project man, and like he's having issues with his asshole basically. So I I don't know. Um, Jalen Green, he's he's a nice little thing. He's a nice little project, and I think he will be good. But you know they're not trading him anytime soon, and. Yeah, like, I mean, you, you do the redraft right now. It's hard to justify picking him over Evan Mobley. I'll just say that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's basically all we have for the game. The Kings, you know, played a good game. But, you know, it is against a very shit team. And, you know, I want to see... And it's actually good to see them be able to handle a shit team because, again, the way that game started, they're like, oh, God, are they actually, under quote-unquote, underestimating this team now? Like like you can't do that shit but you know they picked they picked it up and you know ultimately took care of business
1: yep hopefully we you know keep this up in some ways in the sunday's game which is also against the rockets so maybe we'll see a little better um i guess effort in the second half i don't know
0: well, I'll I'll see it. You'll you'll be watching the Super Bowl. I'll give
1: you <laughs> the Super
0: Bowl <laughs> or Super Bowl. Um, that's a Super Bowl. I meant the uh, I meant the Dallas versus 49ers, <laughs> which might as well be your guys' Super Bowl. Huh? Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, nah, I'm not gonna be that mean. Uh, who who knows? They they might win and you know actually go to the Super Bowl. Uh, well, Dallas, we'll I mean.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, okay, we'll see. I guess okay. I'm. I'm hoping we get a win because, uh, yeah, I mean, shoot, this this season has been up and down. <laughs> let's just say.
0: Are you are you on the Jimmy G? Um, are you on the Jimmy are you on the side of Jimmy G now? Start like starting him again or?
1: Uh, I mean, like I said before, he has taken us to the Super Bowl as our quarterback. It's just. Uh, I do wish we played trade wins, but at this point, it's like we're we're in the playoffs. We should use what we know and what we're comfortable with. Uh, but as of right now, man, I I'm looking at our corners. Our corners are not good <laughs> in defense. Let's just say.
0: Um, I'm reading a quote from Alvin Gentry. So Sean Cunningham asked him um, if he if whether or not he supports the Cowboys because he's from Texas. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, so and then he apparently said he made he said it multiple times and said it very loud and clear. Never, ever the Cowboys. Never ever.
1: <laughs> Never, ever.
0: Apparently, he is, doesn't like the Cowboys. Apparently,
1: is he a Texans fan? Is he even a football fan?
0: <laughs> well, I imagine he's a football fan. Like it just seems like everyone is into football. Um, it's just something I did not know um, earlier, but. Um, Yeah, he's from Texas, and and it doesn't say what team he's rooting for, but I'm guessing he's on Team 49ers.
1: Well, (laughs) I mean, he's playing for Sacramento, so.
0: Okay, well, anyways, (laughs) uh, let's move on to um, just some extra topics, particularly about trades. So um, a report came out today from Mark Stein, who does his own Substack now. I did not know he does his own Substack. stack. Apparently he, he's reporting that Barnes and Buddy are very likely to get traded by before the trade deadline.
1: Hmm. It'll be interesting if it's going to be a package for someone with both Buddy and uh, what you want call it. You said that?
0: Yeah, uh, Barnes. Barnes, yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, that, that's a pretty decent package, so I'm wondering who we're going to get back.
0: Yeah, okay, so I will say one thing about Harrison Barnes. It does annoy me when I hear... So, um, you know, the before the last... Or, like, since the last episode, um, Cam Reddish got traded to New York for a, a protected uh, first-round pick. And a lot of people, a lot of Kings fans in particular, got really kind of, like, angry. Why weren't the Kings involved? Yeah. Um, James Ham has a thread explaining why uh, the Kings didn't do that. Basically, if if they want to camp reddish, they can't really trade a protected pick because because if they protect the, this pick, like let's say they protect their 2022 pick, they so that so they no longer have that asset, and also they can't trade the 2023 pick nor the 2024 pick. Meaning that once you trade for Cam Reddish, you can't trade any more picks for two years. It's because of the Stepien rule. If you guys don't know what that is, look that up on Google. I'm not going to explain it here. But basically, if if they went for Cam Reddish, they basically would not have been able to make any more trades involving their picks, which is probably their best assets. So there is that. And Dude. then so, when, so then some people were asking... Like, you know, you know, some media members from the Kings Herald, which they're, they're cool. They're cool people, but like, I don't agree with like most of the stuff they say, like they were saying like, well, why don't the Kings have those assets? Why don't they have a protective pick from, you know, Charlotte or another, or like another um, team? And then, so then it kind of goes off to why didn't it just trade Barnes, you know, when he had value last year, I'll say this. Like so, the one of the packages was apparently some form of Peyton Pritchard, uh, Romeo Langford, and a pick, which I think turned into Alfred Shingun, uh, ironically here. But like so, um, you know, basically he, um, that it was some it was some combination of Peyton Pritchard, Romeo Langford, and I think Aaron Neesmith um, and a pick to Sacramento for, uh, Harrison Barnes. So like, you know. Some people were questioning, why did the Kings make that trade? And why didn't you strike when the iron's hot when, you know, Barnes' value was at its highest? Now, I'm going to answer that second part because that's really the only part that I can probably really answer. I I believe Barnes still has that value. And honestly, you can probably offer Harrison Barnes for that exact same package and Marcus Smart this year. Because his value doesn't, doesn't really go down. He's still under contract. And he's still a sought-after commodity in this league. He's a wing, you know that, you know, a three-four, like whatever you want to call him. He he was a good defender, a very solid offensive player, and his value has not dropped. He's actually playing better this year, I think. So it's like, so you know, you can probably like get that exact same package anyway. So like, what are we complaining about? The reason why we didn't do that is because we can probably get something better than just some shitty pick and paid Pritchard and romeo langford like first of all none of the there's a reason why those guys are still available none of them are any good so it's like why was that what is with this weird obsession it's like trading away for assets and you know playing for the draft like you know trying to quote unquote develop these young guys i wouldn't have minded shengun on this team but at the same time i like i don't want to watch that shit (laughs) i want to like I'd rather just have Barnes and try and hit, try and go for something bigger. My opinion, I get like so many so many people on draft Twitter which you know, it, 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 there's like there's like 50 shades of annoying with them, but like it's you know, I get the appeal of playing for draft picks, but understand it is not a pretty product. Not granted this this current one isn't, isn't exactly a pretty product but I don't want to be like the insufferable guys like that used to like, like the Lakers fans who used to love watching Taylor, horn Tucker and like, Oh my God, look at this one move he made. And like, look at all this stuff he could do, you know, completely disregarding the, you know, the bad shit that happens. And then look at Taylor, horn Tucker this year. Oh, Oh, you need to win now. Oh, he's not uh, good enough to do that for you. So, So I'll just say that about Harrison Barnes. Um, uh, so yes they are both on the trade market and honestly like if if monty wanted can probably get that exact same package for boston i'll just say that
1: mm, interesting are, are, are you willing to let go of barnes now
0: or just let him go <laughs> i mean the deal is right like mm. that's the thing like but what is what is the right deal like i guess two first round picks maybe but like You know I don't I don't I don't know what his what the price tag will be I just think like if you're trading him away it better be for you know a Ben Simmons level guy yeah you know that that's kind of I know he he himself won't get you Ben Simmons you're gonna have to attach picks to that but like that's the kind of like again which like Peyton Pritchard Romeo Langford the fuck have these guys done like Aaron I I loved Aaron Neesmith last year and wanted to draft him what has he done
1: man yeah yeah just it's just a bunch of what ifs sadly and you know if if we do come down to the ben simmons trade i mean man uh, let's see buddy and barnes and how many picks do you think it'll be a big
0: what if for for what for, for uh, ben simmons? simmons yeah That ain't getting get it done i'll just tell you that right now you need to probably add something more in Unfortunately, that's kind of where we're at. That's why a Ben Simmons trade is tricky. Now the the wild card is Tobias Harris. I do wonder if if like, you know, Daryl Moy will lower his asking price for for the Simmons section because for the Simmons part because Tobias Harris contract, while he's a good player, that's not a good contract and is a negative asset. So like the cumulative effect of combining the two together, uh, ben Simmons and uh, Tobias Harris. Maybe that lo- like my hope is that lowers the price somehow. Yeah, because you but... are taking on a big ass contract for a guy that you know, like James Am like pretty pretty beautifully explains this. Like, if you were to put say two K ratings on say Tobias Harris and uh, and Harrison Barnes, let's just say Harrison Barnes is an eighty four. Tobias is probably only at 85, maybe at 86 if you're pushing it, but he earns twice the money. Mm -hmm. He's not a a positive asset. Like, he's good, but that's a lot of fucking money for a guy that's barely better than Harrison Barnes. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, but, yeah, like I said from last episode, like, I don't, I mean, Daryl's gonna be over his head when it comes to these uh, trades, and I'm not gonna be excited for whatever he's gonna ask, whatever it's, you know, from us or, you know, in the free team trade, because geez, it's it's good, it's, it's I mean, he's he's dicking too highly of Ben right now.
0: Look and look, like I'm I'm on the train of as long as you don't have to give up Halliburton or Fox for Simmons, I'm I'm all I'm all systems go with that. I don't care how many picks you gotta give up. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I do care for Simmons. I do care how many how many picks. But like, if if the big if the only two people I am willing to trade Fox for are Pascal Siakam and Jalen Brown, and I don't think those two guys are available.
1: Yeah, sadly,
0: I I would love either or. Yeah. Um, so to stay, to stay on the Sixers, so apparently Haynes um, r- reported that there's increasing interest, not not exclusively from the 76 Sixers, but also interest in the market uh, for um, De'Aaron Fox and Halliburton. But the, the if you read a little bit more into that report, internally the Kings want to build around them if possible. If the but you know if the right deal again, hopefully me us and monty are in the same kind of vein on the same track here unless it's pascal siakam unless it's you know uh jalen brown i'm not leaving i'm not parting ways with one of those two i'm sorry ben simmons is not worth Halliburton. he's not worth fox
1: mm-hmm. Uh yeah i guess we shall see because it's just a slow burn until the trade deadline <laughs>
0: And also, like, there was a, the, like, on the Haynes, in the same Haynes report, like, the headline was 76ers, you know, heavily interested in De'Aaron Fox. Now, mm-hmm. it, it was expanded on in the actual article. Most of this was more due diligence stuff more than anything, like, actually substantial, meaning that there's no real package in place. It's just more of them calling about, hey, what is the availability? What, like, what is, I guess, the price for De'Aaron Fox? So, for those of you that are freaking out about, you know, De'Aaron Fox possibly being traded for Ben Simmons, but, m- like, right now, I don't—right now, basically, they were just asking about him. It wasn't anything substantial, so you don't need to freak out.
1: I see. I think I've asked you this before, but would you do the
0: one-on-one? No. No. I No, I, I said no just because I think—I'm I, a believer in Fox. I just mm-hmm. am. Yeah. Like, and— I think like there is a level to him that I think has not been unlocked, and w- for whatever reason he's kind of been on the downturn this year and has kind of soured in a lot of people's eyes. I listen to Bill Simmons, he's completely soured on Fox. Like I think I think he's a lot better than this, and I'm willing to believe in him. I, I, as I mentioned, that first game in the bubble will always stick in my mind because he was the guy that showed up and was ready for the moment. And you know I'm, I don't mean to harp on this, but we've seen what Ben Simmons does in the moment. He can't be your. He can't be your number one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, okay. uh, well I do remember that you would do it, right?
1: At the time, yeah, I did think of it because you know Fox was not doing well starting the season, but you know, like you said, he's starting. You know, pick up his pace. He needs just to figure out his rhythm because you know we have a new, pretty much. I wouldn't say new set of players but i mean the, we're working with the players that we have right now of course and uh you know it seems like he has gathered <laughs> up his uh skills in a way back and uh, i'm hoping that you know it keeps up
0: because he's he's had a pretty good uh month so far i'm gonna make you play devil's advocate if if they were to if they were to actually do it what what would you say to you know sell the Kings fans on Ben Simmons over De'Aaron Fox.
1: That's tough.
0: (laughs) That's tough because we, I'm pretty sure a lot of Kings fans are still.
1: Well, Well, like
0: if you were making the case, I'm not, I'm not asking you what you, they would think. I'm asking you what you would say to them to not even convince them. Let's, let's be honest. They're not going to be convinced, but you know, like what would you say? (sighs) Oh man.
1: I guess flagged
0: for torture, by the way. I
1: know this is this is it's already torturing me (laughs) right now, man. I would say, ah, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but it's like Fox wasn't starring real well, of course, during the first half or starting the season. Uh, I believe that we should be playing Howie, you know, running Howie plays, of course, and with Ben Simmons. I mean, of course he has the defense his sh- his shooting and is not the greatest but he can go to the rim of course no it's
0: not it's not it's not that it's not great it's non-existent
1: yeah it's, it's not existent that's that's a better way to put it uh and you know ben simmons can pass as well so we have pretty much two playmakers and he's a big guy <laughs> i mean that's all i could say right now because And I am waking my mind
0: out. That's probably the case I would make. Defense, passing, and the size. And there there is a world where, like, you know, trading away Fox opens it up for um, Tyrese to become become the primary scorer. I have my doubts of that actually sustaining through the season because he is, I don't want to say limited as an offensive scorer. He has, like, certain spots he has to get to, and he. I don't know if he can get to them just yet. I don't know if that can. I know he had an incredible stretch when Dr. Fox was out, but I don't think that was a sustainable model. Um, but like, with, along with Ben Simmons, like maybe you could like you, you can run him as the role man. Like I think there, I think there is a very intriguing fit with him and Halliburton. Uh, I mean Simmons and Halliburton. But I am, I'm willing to um, wait to wait and see this uh, Halliburton and Fox work out before before I trade Fox for Simmons. I'm just... I think there's a lot more potential there with De'Aaron. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you know, this might be a bit of a wild take, but, like, you know, Ja's been doing amazing. And I'm not saying... And there's no debate anymore. Like, Jaw is definitely better than De'Aaron. I don't think the gap is that is that big. I'll just say that. Like, people are so low on Fox nowadays, he's become a bit underrated. And Ja, I don't want to say is overrated, but there's a lot of hype around him. And Mike the case I would make is that you switch the two. there. I don't think there would be much of a difference for, for the Grizzlies right now.
1: Mm, I see. Yeah. Ah, man. Yeah, it's too bad that we don't get the fight as much because, you know, we're not winning as much. And so start for Fox. But hopefully someday we shall see Fox in the All Star because I believe he deserves it someday.
0: Yeah, one of these days, it's always gonna be tough in the West just because you have so many guards. You know, you, like this year, like Dame's are probably not gonna be in it, but like Jaw's gonna be in it, and Jaw mm-hmm. has basically leapfrogged De'Aaron like well, completely on this. And you know, it's gonna be tough, but one of these days when the Kings start winning, I mean, like when the Kings were winning last year, I was actually rooting for De'Aaron to make it, but this year, this there really isn't a case. You know, they're losing, they're losing, and he's not been great. Or he didn't start out great. He's been a lot better lately. Yeah. But, you know, like until the Kings start winning, this it is not going to happen. Oh, yeah. Okay, next thing I want quick to quickly talk about. Uh, Kings apparently are not in discussion for Sabonis, but they apparently do have interest in Turner. However, okay. <laughs> yes, I, I do like that. However, his price tag is multiple first round picks.
1: Oh, gosh. How, uh, how much is multiple? <laughs> I'm guessing at least two. oh okay I don't know about that to be honest would you do it I'd say I would go for players first and draft picks later because I feel like our 2022 draft pick would be pretty good Uh, I don't know about 2023 (laughs) or future rounds but that's I would say maybe one pick one
0: future pick and a player so this is where it gets tricky like again you can't protect your picks for these for these transactions that takes you out of the ben simmons sweepstakes so unfortunately this will have to kind of be i'm just going to say no for now the the ben's i will say if they if they get the ben simmons trade to go through then you can you can attach some more picks like mm-hmm. i wouldn't mind if like let's just say you give up oh boy like maybe two picks in the uh two picks and maybe a pick swap in the Ben Simmons trade and then you can probably like try and talk like Turner talk to get Turner like on maybe one pick and a pick swap who knows I don't think he should two picks that's a bit high for my liking
1: yeah yeah I definitely agree that we should look for possibly the Simmons trade first or maybe other trades who knows because uh, we haven't heard much talk besides you know the Simmons and possibly whatever it is, Indiana, but uh, yeah, Miles Turner and for me, if that's the case in terms of what his value that they're asking, I would put him probably lower than others.
0: And apparently the, the market for some bonus or the price tag is, is an all-star return. Oh,
1: apparently. really? Four picks? Picks? And, is it, picks. No, picks and others assets? Jeez. Yeah, that's that that's a dough no
0: for me then. Yeah, we sort Are we sure, sure Daryl Morey's not also running the Indiana Pacers? Like what is what are these price tags on these guys? <laughs> like I I mean I like Sabonis. I get the idea of him. I wouldn't pay too much for him cuz I think he's a ceiling limiter just cuz like he's not a good defender and you have to give him the ball a little too much. But You know, Turner I'm interested in, but like until we... Unfortunately, this is where most of the league's at. They're waiting for the Ben Simmons thing to to actually resolve itself before they actually do anything else. Because they want to stay in that sweepstakes. Like, Timberwolves, I guarantee you, are trying to get in somehow. And I don't know.
1: Well, man. Daryl just got to make something. He just got (laughs) to... keep on trying i guess because it's it's just agonizing to wait for all this to happen because cam reddish was the only major trade that we've heard of since i think i don't don't remember another trade that has gone down
0: yeah unfortunately the bobo thing kind of fell through or you know that would be probably the biggest trade of the trade deadline so far but yeah um yeah bobo not heading to detroit he is staying in denver Mm
1: -hmm. oh yeah
0: um, la- last thing I want to talk about. Uh, so Monty McNair was on Carmichael Dave's show, and you know he, they they, were, they interviewed him, and basically you know he kind of just said said words that honestly didn't mean that much. They, basically we didn't learn anything new. And um, there the only thing I will say that's kind of interesting is that um, McNair still says that they're trying to make the playoffs and are very unlikely to tear it down anytime soon. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, tear down how, like,
0: we're... so basically, trade away all their guys. I think they will still keep Halliburton and Fox, but like, yeah, they trade away Barnes, they trade away Buddy, they probably give essentially give away Marvin and maybe, <laughs> maybe even Holmes, like maybe even trade away Holmes. Mm. Ooh. Well, uh, I mean, I, I would love
1: for us to make the PLA else, but we we gotta make moves still. I mean. He's gotta focus on making moves first before thinking about the playoffs. Then again, I mean, it's gonna take a little time i I'm gonna assume for uh, if we do get uh, new players uh, to adjust to our system, I guess.
0: Yeah, so uh, here here's the other thing. so so like you you would like to trade for Ben Simmons and you think that you know, say three picks, Barnes and buddy um, you would be willing to partner with that, right? At this point, I mean, yeah, why not? Okay, what, what about this caveat? So a report came out that there, Simmons will need about a month to ramp up before he can play.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah, that's that's true. He's He's been out. Has he been training, at least?
0: We don't know. But with this report out, probably not. <laughs> I mean, let's see. Hmm. The, the, uh, before you before you answer, but like that isn't that just the most frustrating thing about Simmons? There's a lot of talent there, but there is d- this definitely is a guy that is just talk about character concerns. Like man, like he is doing just about everything to fuck up his situation and the seven. Uh, granted, the 76 are kind of deserve this to be honest, but at the same time, he is just he's making it really hard to like really root for him or like try to give him to give him the benefit of the doubt, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm
1: a, I have like a I'm a little afraid of uh, what happens if he does get traded here? I mean, will he give us the same attitude he's been giving to sixers? but
0: mm, I don't know. i I just hope like he has some sort of come to Jesus moment and like realize that Sacramento is probably the perfect place for him. and like talk about the redemption story. Like, you come, you, you go from having, having Philly fans throw water bottles at you in, in game seven to being the savior of the, of the franchise. Like, again, he, if he manages to get us to the playoffs this, like, honestly, this year or next year, there's a statue of, there's a statue waiting for him when he retires, like, outside the <laughs> yeah. Golden One.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> like, i hope he i hope like you know if if let's just say like there there's a lot of like you know there's a lot of parallels to the chris weber thing i'm pretty sure like when he said the three california teams like that he would like to play for the one he probably didn't want to play for probably is sacramento although it's never been confirmed but like you know C- chris weber didn't want to come here but then you know what the thing i guess that changes mind is well i don't think the fan base changes his mind all that much but what started it was we also made other moves to you know start building a winner after that. And I hope, like as I said, like once you if you can make the Ben Simmons trade and if Miles Stern is still available, you find a way to get get Miles Turn on your team. And I think that changes the complete outlook. And I think that would change his attitude. And maybe he gets in shape faster somehow. I don't know how that I don't know how that would be possible. But I think it I think like is not in a position to really be able to say oh we're worried about Simmons's character you gotta take a risk here, here. unless Jalen Brown and Pascal Siakam are available Simmons is your best hope right now honestly
1: Ah oh, man yeah let's let's hope it ends up that way but yeah like like I said we, we gotta wait till Monty gives a good go and Daryl just just accepts the truth to be honest
0: I will say if there aren't any, if, if the Simmons move is gone, um, I, I don't know where you would go from there. I would just honestly pack it in for this year and just be, just hope for the best. Just like, you know, start I guess not don't shut down Fox and Halliburton, but like, you know, play guys like Mimi a little bit more, maybe even Jamias a little bit more and just try and play for a pick this year. I hate to say it, but, you know, like if you're like, if you don't make a trade, like. I don't want to make the 10th seed and just get destroyed, um, like, before we even get to the, before, like, get destroyed in the first play-in game, you know? Mm. I I want something a little, like, making the 10th seed is not a consolation prize. You shouldn't really, honestly, you shouldn't really strive for that, if you will. Just, like, I guess try to play for a good draft pick. Hopefully you end up in the lottery, and hopefully you end up in the top three.
1: Yep, I guess we shall see. (laughs)
0: Okay. Well, um next time after the commercial break we'll be talking about the second Rockets game and hopefully for the love of god we don't blow this one because the Kings are known to blow these easy games in quotations. So, you know, d- they got to come out strong like and just take care of business early. Don't make us, you know, nervous and don't let them hang around because you know, as much as I shit it on this team, like they they are a team that can go off
1: yeah i hope so because i i feel like uh whatchamacallit i mean definitely i'm hoping for another good fox uh game uh martin bagley i don't know if he'll uh continue you know this kind of run like he did this game but other than that i I feel like we're gonna see a better uh, buddy game in my opinion
0: okay well apparently buddy heel is gonna be the savior for the rockets game You heard it here first. Um, All right, after the commercial break, uh, you will be hearing us talk about the Sunday uh, Rockets game at 3 o'clock. Well, you'll be hearing me talk about it. You'll be hearing uh, Fong talk about uh, the Cowboys probably losing.
1: I'm hoping so. So (laughs) I guess we'll see you on Sunday.
0: So the Kings on round two versus the Rockets lose this time, unfortunately, uh, 118 to 112. Um, my main thing uh, we're going to talk about is the first quarter, or particularly the start to the first quarter. They kind of rallied back by the end, but they come out to um, basically the Rockets jump out to a 13 and 0 start and then b- before TD scores on a mid range. And then after that, uh, Fox, I think, scores, I think, misses a free throw and then another field goal. But but then they jump out to a 21-5 lead. That was how the game started for the Kings. And unfortunately, even though they rallied back and actually led for much of the second half, that kind of sunk them a hole that they ultimately kind of sunk back into, if you will.
1: Uh... I have not much to say about the first quarter because I was too focused on the Niners game. So, yeah, when I came in, it was pretty close. I think we were only down four. But when you mentioned that we were down by, what, 16 at one point? Mm -hmm. Dumb 21 and us five. I was like, eh. (laughs) "Eh." Oh, no. Not not again.
0: Yeah, so... Like, here's the thing about this game. I thought, I thought like, everybody actually played pretty well. I actually don't have that much of a problem with how they played. Because, ultimately, what it kind of boiled down to... Rockets hit a bunch of ridiculous threes, I thought. Kevin Border Jr., 5 for 9 from 3. Garrison Matthews killed us with a couple of his threes. Where, like, there was one specific one. Where Bunny Hill was right there. And Garrison Matthews has a pretty, like, lengthy release... And, like, he's right there, and he just hits it right in Buddy's face. Those were kind of, like, the plays where I just thought, like, I don't know what else you really could have done. And, like, Kevin Porter Jr., honestly, just let him shoot. Like, he he can get hot, and in this game, he did. But ultimately, I didn't think it was a bad game from the Kings. It was just one of those kinds of shooting nights. And, of course, that hole that they got into in the first quarter, like, that came back to haunt them late.
1: Uh, I see.
0: And, you know, to kind of, like, give props, uh, you know, we shit on him all the time, but Buddy Heal, he had a good game. Like, he was the only person that played well in the first quarter. Like, he came in, like, 11, was it 11 points in 5 minutes, like, brought the Kings back to an 8-point lead from a 16-point lead to an 8-point lead, and... You know, he did, he really, like, he played a controlled game, like, a lot of mid-ranges from him. Like, granted, like, the Rockets' defense is you know, switched cheese, and, like, they just kind of let him get to those spots. And, like, he, and he cashed in. Like, he played a really good game. And Terrence Davis, even though on paper it looked like a pretty good game, I don't like seeing two for ten from him for three. That's way too many threes. He needs to attack the basket more. And he's good at it.
1: Yeah, and he also had some really nice controlled plays as well in terms of, like, he drives through the rim and, you know, draws the defense and he just passes out to the open man. And, uh, yeah, that's what I like to see from him. Uh, But for Buddy, hmm, I don't know. I guess it's his game. It it really depends, I guess, team by team. If, you know, if someone reads the stat sheet about Buddy, uh, they didn't really attack him, like, I forgot which uh, teams uh, really, you know, what that Buddy wears, like, just just go for him and he'll just give us the turnover
0: kind of plays. And, yeah, I thought he was, like, Buddy was actually, again, fine for the most part, like, on offense. I, and, actually, I'll just say this. He was good. Like, he, he, you know, I don't think he turned the ball over. On defense, he was fine, too. Like, he got a few steals. It was, it was pretty good. But like it was, he just played a controlled game, and like th- us losing this game had very little to do with him. And if, in fact, I don't like this is one of those games where I don't blame the, the Kings at all for blowing this game, even though it is the Rockets. And but the Rockets just played a played a good game, I guess. Like. not really they honestly didn't deserve to win this game but again they heated up from three they they shot 40 percent from 3 16 for 40 and i thought that was the key because you look at everything else it's not that well it's not a pretty stat sheet like 22 turnovers to the kings 12 and you know same amount of free throws that we had but big thing 47 total rebounds to the kings is 37. however we did have more offensive rebounds than they did but it's the t- it's the kinds of offensive rebounds that they get like, you know, at the end of the game, you know, uh, uh, Kings are, I believe, down two. they um, Kevin Porter Jr. misses a long three and, you know, Jalen Green is able to sneak in there for the rebound because no one boxed them out. And we always talk about it. And it's poetic justice that it came back to haunt them and cost them the game. They did not box them out on that on that play. And it basically that was the game. Oh, because yeah because Eric oh sorry to cut you off I meant to finish but Eric Gordon scores a layup um on the offensive rebound and or no he's resets and scores a scores a left-handed layup on Metsu. and yeah and end of the game.
1: Yeah, they were hitting like so many crazy threes and Eric Gordon especially just making it work or just somehow yeah, just make it work but uh I forgot if you mentioned this but tyrese was out and i mean if you say so marvin was also out
0: uh i, I was gonna mention that at the end but uh yes marvin uh, is out due to shoulder soreness apparently i thought it was hand and hand injury but uh, i read shoulder short soreness and yes tyrese is out in health and safety protocols so but um, I don't want to say the Kings didn't miss him. Of course, you're going to miss a guy like Tyrese, who, the connector. But in, in his absence, like, you know, they're, like everyone kind of play-made play pretty well. Like, you know, uh, D- Davion Mitchell stepped up, like, with seven assists. Terrence Davis was a playmaker, like, for, for much of the game, especially in the second quarter when the Kings made their run. He had five assists. De'Aaron had four, and Barnes had three. Like, you know, it was Like, at least we survived this game. Well, we didn't because we lost this game. But, you know, like the playmaking, it wasn't a huge hole, um, even with Tyrese gone. Mm -hmm. And next guy, I just want to quickly talk about. He had a decent enough game for the most part. 12 points. Um, Was it three assists and only two rebounds? Again, like we need more rebounds. Harrison Barnes only shot seven shots. Granted, went to the free throw line seven times and made all seven but you know like you can't be 2 for 7 if you're Harrison Barnes on this team and especially with De- we'll we'll talk about it we'll, we'll talk about it now, uh, or after this but DeAaron Fox gets ejected in the fourth you need you need to step up i mean everyone else tried to step up like buddy tried to step up like Terrence Davis tried to step up but the one guy that does need to step up and the guy that should be the guy that take that takes more shots is Harrison Barnes in that situation but he always kind of retreats into a hole a little bit too much and i don't like that about him like you know to be assertive you're you're pretty much the best player on the floor for the kings like at this point you got to take you got to take charge
1: yeah i don't know i don't know why he's always that kind of guy who just reserves himself from making big plays it's like he's always there in the corner just patiently waiting and when the opportunity comes, he, he just makes it for himself. I don't know, it's it's something uh, I guess the Kings need to explore on, but for now it's like, he's just being that role player type of
0: guy. And, and unfortunately De'Aaron kind of has the same problem too. Like I just, again, like Terrence Davis, you know, um, Terrence Davis, Buddy Heal, Davion to a certain degree, although I do trust him uh, quite quite a bit to take shots. Like, those two guys take too many shots. And at, at a certain point, but like, guys like Barnes need to step up as the leader and say, that stop taking so many step back threes. Like, there are so many step back threes that Terrence Davis shot that, like, and I look at his stat sheet, two for ten on the night, even though it felt like he shot a lot better. But, like, he, he shouldn't be shooting that many threes. And, like, shouldn't be shooting that many shots to begin with. So, like, the, those shots need to go to Barnes more. Because, like, Barnes is the better player, the more efficient player. And he needs to, again, step up in these situations.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wish most of those threes. Because he did force a lot of them, you know. I It's quite buddy-esque, of course, but it's in Terrence Davis' own way. But, yeah, I do agree. Like, he could have had... a few more assists actually if uh he did pass it out maybe to someone like barnes
0: um okay just i guess that's all i have for the kings of uh, on the um on the rocket side i'll, I'll just say this like ken Porter jr can't be a very talented guy I, i'm i'm out on him man i'm out on him he's not a, he's not a winning player to me even though like he absolutely torched us this game but, it, like, I'm, I'm just going to say this. He was he was the only starter in minus territory. Granted, only minus one. But the eye test to be matched, like, just what I saw. A guy that doesn't defend and only cares about his own stats. And ha- it happened so this game, he was able to hit threes. That was the only real difference. And, you know, only one of his made field goals was not a three. So, you know, good game from him. Like, Jalen Green, I'm kind of more into. Just because he's young, he's still figuring it out. And I see the tools there. But like, if we're, if anyone wants to say trade for Kevin Porter Jr., I'm out on that. I'm, I'm not a big, I'm not a fan at all.
1: Uh, I, I see what you mean, but you know, like you said probably in, I think uh, the previous, or actually just a couple days ago, uh, you did say that, you know, Jalen Green still gained through that uh, rookie fa- for, uh, phase. Uh, same with Davion, so it's not to have much of an effect now, probably, but maybe in the future it will. But yeah, for Kevin Porter, I mean, he's the yeah, this team. I don't know, it feels like half of the time I uh, look at the Rockets, they, they're just making their trying to make their own thing go
0: for them. Now, Christian Wood is a different, is a much, is a bit of a different story. He's a good player. It's just I hear about the attitude issues he has, and again I'll always I'll I'm on this train like Kings can't turn down talent. There uh, the personality quirks like are are kind of a concern for me specifically, and I don't know like I don't think the Kings can keep him in check is the problem, and you know and he would be he at least you can talk me into Christian Wood, but if you ever talk about Kevin Porter Jr. I'm out. Um, and like you know, uh, by the way, shout out to Eric Gordon plus twenty six for the game. That's actually pretty incredible. Um, so yeah, like guys who like Kevin Porter Jr. and like really didn't like that Monty didn't go for him like for a second round pick, which was what he which was what he was traded for. I'm okay with that. I, I'll just keep my second round pick for another guy <laughs> instead. Because like his best case scenario right now is is Jordan Clarkson, and I don't think he'll get to Jordan Clarkson. Granted, he's young. He might figure it out, but like I see an I see an arrogant arrogant little dickhead who who just cares about his own stats.
1: Yeah, I mean maybe it won't be with this team, but maybe possibly in a different team, a different setting would ch- uh, change his mindset, and we'll see about that. Because you know he's he's probably still under what a couple more years in the Rockets.
0: I have no clue. I think they have to extend him soon. Because like he will be coming up on his fourth year, I think next year. So oh wow! He might yeah. be extension eligible, and honestly, I don't know what you extend him for. Like maybe twenty million for four years. Like that's what I would do. But like he's probably going to say like I'm a fucking max player, and then the and then you know the Rockets and Tilman Fertitta can just can just you know sit down and just start laughing. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, unfortunately, a disappointing end to the uh, Rockets and uh, Kings game. But ultimately, I think it's better off this way to a certain degree. I I'll, I'll say this. I I think we'll win the Detroit game. Although you never want to say that, but I think we will win the Detroit game. But like it is, it's still a good, like it's still a good reality check that this team really isn't good enough. And you know, like don't get too high, like it. It's good. I guess it's good that we don't get too high on this this streak of games because after this streak of after Detroit, I think we get New York. No, we get uh, the Bucks and the Knicks, and uh, basically it's a it's a bit of an onslaught after that. So we might be in for a rude awakening soon. So,
1: mm. so yeah, I mean, I least we'll get a three day rest, uh, pretty <sighs> much because of the games or Detroit game is going to be on Wednesday. So let's see if we could recoup and i mean
0: i'm pretty sure yeah like you said we'll win this or the now, i mean i say i say we win this but yeah honestly <laughs> you never want to say that with the kings you know yeah oh. that's true. No, sorry to cut you off so what'd you say oh no no you could go on no i, I wasn't gonna say anything but um, yeah th- that's basically all i have for this game anything else you want to add you want to talk about your 49ers
1: yeah uh during the reaction i really thought uh you know the rest kind of screwed over dallas but after watching some highlights uh i think dallas screwed themselves over so yeah lots of uh lots lots of penalties going their way i was like re-watching some and i was like yeah that's that's on dallas <laughs> that's on dallas what what on earth are they doing uh, like with their penalties uh, and them screwing some themselves over because that last play especially, where they had to uh, put put themselves down to you know give them some some time to uh, recuperate. You, you know they were trying to start the play, but you know the rest have, they have to set the ball themselves for the play to start. And you know the, the time just ran out. They they barely had like any time to even punt the ball. So yeah, really good win and it's too bad that Dallas you know kept up with these penalties because man, those penalties really haunted them.
0: Well, at least you get a good I guess a good moment for your Sunday and hopefully your uh, your 49ers do well against the Green Bay Packers.
1: <laughs> I know. let's hope so. but yeah I, I really felt why like I was overreacting with the, with the reaction video.
0: Uh, you guys uh, okay yeah you, you guys will be hearing that soon we decided to record Fong's uh, reaction because it was a tight game. I could feel the anxiety through through our uh, through our discord and uh yeah so you know we're gonna put that there uh, or put the rest of the episode I think the next 50 or so minutes is just us reacting. Or, like, specifically Fong reacting to the 49ers while I'm trying to, I guess, live commentate the Kings game. So hopefully you enjoy this little thing uh, that we just did. And, um, or, like, you enjoy this episode and then you enjoy the rest of the reactions. But other than that, that's all we have for this game. If you don't have anything else, Fong, I'm gonna close this uh, episode. So, alright, we'll see you guys um, after the Detroit game on Wednesday. And hopefully... You know, when I come on, it's a win. Oh, yeah,
1: (laughs) dirt. What happened? It's dirt at four, so we're dirt down for yards to go.
0: Here I am just watching the Kings.
1: Play action. Play action.
0: Throw it. Catch. Good. Let me check Twitter right now and see what they're thinking. Hey, ain't nobody tweeting about the Kings right now really. That's all I'm seeing is 49ers stuff. <laughs> Come
1: on, just just get one Fioko and we would be somewhat safe. They would have to force a two point conversion if that's the case.
0: Actually, wait. <laughs> You're not no, the I, only I, one saying, saying run the damn ball, by the way. <laughs> Jason Anderson's freaking out about it too. <laughs> because Jimmy's not a good he's not a
1: good thrower. He either throws too high or too low. And when it does connect, I mean, shoot, that's my like, that's like blessing.
0: Dude, that AR stuff that they do, that looks so weird. Like, when they do the touchdown. The AR? Like, they basically, like, have augmented reality. Uh, like, they put in, like, these weird sprays. That's so yeah, weird. yeah, yeah. That's coming for the
1: NBA, isn't it? Ugh. The one thing I kind of would like the NBA to do more is... Draw lines out to, you know, show the plays,
0: oh, and cuts. But, I you think know. they do. It was some broadcasters do that, but you know, like I, I, like I was talking to this with one of our buddies. Like Chuck and, like you know, inside the NBA does it every now and then. But I don't like, in, like inside the NBA to do that. They, I want them to talk about everything other than basketball. Because when they talk basketball, it's not all that good.
1: Huh. I see. yeah you know? <laughs>
0: This is probably like a dumb question. Would you actually play Trey Lance in this in this situation no, at all? No. no. <laughs> to be honest,
1: it's uh so he still has a lot to learn, sure, but he he does still have, you know, what I mean like we say with uh what's his name in the Rockets? He has Jalen Green. Yeah, he has he has rookie stuff going on with him
0: this might actually just become part of the episode, but no, no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god, no, Kittle dropped. Uh, oh, so it's not Jimmy G's fault. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, like, it is Jimmy G's fault! Is uh, it is Jimmy
1: G's. Oh no, no, no. Oh, we're
0: good. We're good. We're good. Jimmy G it, it
1: touched the ground before he
0: caught it. So it's not, it's not intercept Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Oh my gosh. That was shittiest pro I've seen from
0: Jimmy G ever. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad we came with this ID. Just oh pure God. bread, just reaction.
1: I <laughs> wish you saw that bro. That was one of the shittiest pros I've seen from Jimmy G. He freaking threw it to the ground to where the
0: was. I just love this pure, like just raw reaction. Of just one of the hot, most high, pretty much one of the most hype games that you know this season. <laughs> this is Niners Fong,
1: <laughs> and Kings Fong is always unhappy. You
0: just, you just missed the J. Sean Tate with his right hand. Uh and not really pay
1: attention to that right now.
0: Yeah, don't don't worry about it. I got
1: it. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jibby you gave us a heart attack.
0: not off to a great start either oh gosh dirt down 12 yards that uh, jesus christ the rock is just just wild with some of their plays there we go no! No!
1: oh my gosh
0: no. is it actually a reception this time
1: no no no, no.
0: is it, is it looks okay
1: so, Jimmy just threw the guy, just bounced off someone, went in the air. I mean, there's so many chances for that Dallas could, to catch that. Oh my gosh. Illegal use of hands. Wow. Okay, we can Ah, uh, the anxiety. I can feel it. Oh my gosh. First and ten. Holy crap. That, that was like the biggest penalty we could have gotten.
0: yeah yeah that wasn't a good run man everything about Kevin Porter Jr he's such a cocky little prick <laughs> maybe he's not a, <laughs> maybe he's not a prick but he definitely is cocky reminds me a lot of Kelly Oubre actually
1: come on all you guys need is a field goal and some good defense
0: Christian Wood is really good. I just, I don't, I I don't know if I want him on this team, though. Of course, the Kings aren't in position to deny talent, but the attitude (laughs) issues and the personality stuff, I'm not, I'm not sure. The defense? Rashawn just gets no love. Why does he keep getting fouls called on him? I don't get it. (sighs) How oh, much time is left?
1: Uh, two minutes, 50 seconds.
0: Oh, use this mission for Sean, the floater of death. Chase <laughs> <laughs> <Jay> Sean. <laughs> oh, so much. He just shifted his foot like 10 times on that play. Well,
1: it's all these penalties.
0: Stop fouling, guys! Come on. Wow. Oh, okay. King, Kings in the penalty with eight minutes to go.
1: Ooh. That was a good block. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's a mean block. I'm surprised they called it out on. Uh, Jones, I thought it was not on wood. Yeah, that's what I thought too. They're, I think he close out on that better. It's not like he it's not like he's that good of a driver, I don't think. That's a nice finish.
1: No! Oh fuck. Why? Why isn't anyone covering the corners?
0: I don't know if that's an animal <laughs> nice left hand by Metsu met though what happened well, been
1: this time uh, just a uh, that got loose pretty much wide open for a throw to freaking guy in the corner is it still Niner's ball no no it's Dallas's ball that's they have a chance awesome. to win this get yeah.
0: him grab tackle uh, him <laughs> what uh, oh I'm I'm monitoring Twitter right now oh my god <laughs> No, did we almost intercept or well what's going on? He gets hot. He gets hot. This young man. <laughs> uh, that's a foul. You sound really far away, by the way.
1: Oh, sorry. I I, I did that so if I do yell, it doesn't sound as bad.
0: I could try and edit it, but <laughs> oh man, just this is a unfiltered live commentary. Of, uh, two games that's going on one more important than the other that so hopefully
1: hopefully we will get to that position someday
0: I mean it's mostly gonna have to be in the playoffs anyway I was just hopefully like at that point we've kind of shed some Kangsiness from the Kings DNA like you're, like you'd be, like you would be more like confident of them in the clutch of like not blowing it, you know. Huh? Oh, there's a time I'm gonna get. I'm gonna be right back. Wow, a hundred dollars
1: Rays gift card. That's pretty good. That's a...
0: oh no, no more flags. Okay, anything happen. Let me check the score. Two minutes to go. Um, okay, this looks like it's still... Wait, is it Niners ball or yeah, Cowboys?
1: It's Cowboys still.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, man.
1: They still have one more <laughs> down, I think. Let's
0: see. Fourth and 11. Give me your anxiety level. One to, one to 10. Eh, uh, an Eight. Come on, get get this up,
1: get this up, get this shot! No, please! Oh, yes! Thank God, no flags, no nothing. Get the ball back. That should be that should be it. That should be it. That should be it. Oh, that's game. That's game.
0: Um, I'm guessing Niners get the ball back.
1: Yeah. Beaver kind of tripped. He'd just buy out some time. Just run the ball. Run, the ball. <laughs> run some time.
0: Man, Jalen Green just makes some plays for just like, he does not look like a professional player right now. I'll just say that. Mm. Oh, buddy, <laughs> made that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before that shot, the Kings were looking pretty iffy on offense, to say the least. Oh, that's a nice, um, whatchamacallit sweatshirt from Tristan
1: Thompson. Oh, the white. The white. White with the Sacramento (sighs) logo in the middle. Yeah, there's some. I wish there were some uh, more options in the store, but I don't know. I don't see them.
0: what was that what, I just, I just lost the way. ball I mean talk about like not looking professional <laughs> <laughs> there yeah, just
1: buy some time don't don't
0: fumble the ball just buy some time but I'm just not going to say anything I got nothing nice to say right now about the Niners I don't want to jinx it I don't want you to blame me for it. don't want 49er Nation to blame me Yes, give all the
1: flags to Dallas. Pass it back. Okay. What? He missed. Yeah. You know, that was the third time he dribbled just to prepare for his shot
0: he dribbles three times it's just like it the the sequence like his entire routine feels longer that actually nope. looks normal last game it was really long or no what, what i meant was he dribbled
1: uh three separate times like dribble pick up dribble pick up dribble pick up and
0: makes a shot but yeah i don't know then because like i don't know why he changed in the first place i thought it was fine like, why change something that's not complete that's absolutely not broken? There's not like there's no damage on it or anything. Like... Oh man, I
1: I just noticed that holding call was <laughs> <laughs> was real bad for Dallas.
0: Oh my god! Oh, See, I my... don't think the Kings are playing that bad, but like they're being snake bitten by a lot of these a lot of these crazy threes that the Rockets are t- taking.
1: Oh man ripped it right he's definitely
0: go- oh! wow. and one too you know the funny thing about that play I don't know if you heard on the commentary apparently I didn't even know this Terrence Davis picked up four fouls just this quarter four fouls he picked up like they were in the penalty with eight minutes to go a lot of it was him reaching in on Jalen Green wow <laughs> That's that's incredible. <laughs> wait, let me wait. How, how many fouls does he have? He has, yeah, he's got four fouls. I don't know if it's four fouls in, like this court That just seems like a lot, but it, like he he has wild. four fouls. <laughs> and then okay. right away gets a gets a really nasty kind of like strip on a guy. <laughs> yeah. Now I wish they brought back that jersey. I like that jersey, too. Really? I don't like the position of the number. We're looking at Isaiah Thomas. I think that's Isaiah Thomas, right? No, F- I think that's Weber. Weber. Wow. I said, wow, I said, wow, I can't believe I said he's the 20, one. He's 22. Like, oh, man. <laughs> it's a four. How did I, I get that mixed up? By the way, by the way, if we uh, put this into the episode, that's a good two-hour-long episode. I think this will be the, this will be if we even record anything substantial for the actual podcast. Like this is gonna be a two-hour-plus episode. Uh,
1: oh my gosh, Debo, you are the man. Did he score a touchdown? No, just hit the. Yeah, uh, t- uh, yeah, got Feel the f- cool. no, uh, first down yeah that's in oh shoot they drop it
0: really they actually challenged that I am shocked they challenged that uh and one dunk let's see and they <laughs> what what really did they did apparently Unsuccessful challenge. <laughs> what the fuck are they challenging? <laughs> Clearly, f- hit him on the arm. Uh, this is why you don't trust players. You do not trust players sometimes. <laughs> why would you challenge that?
1: All right, we got a minute left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, wave them goodbye. Wave the boys goodbye. <laughs> oh, review. Dang. <sighs> oh, wow. Hmm. Terrence Davis being feisty. Oh, what? Oh, really? Oh, was out on them? Oh, that was out on TV. Wait, what? It, it was out? Okay.
0: I yeah. would have challenged that if like Stephen Silas still had his challenge. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, that looked like offensive interference, but they didn't—they yeah. didn't call that last game either. So. <laughs> the, like when I'm playing basketball now nowadays at Calfoot, uh-huh. like I have a bad habit of trying to tip it in. As opposed to like grabbing it (laughs) and then putting it back in. Yeah, I have a bad habit of like doing that now. So far, I have not gotten a tip in at a cow fit yet. I want him, I want him to dump that if he could. That's a bad shot. Ooh, gorgeous move. Beautiful move by Buddy. I think he pushed off, judging from the reaction from uh, Matthews. Great double team. Great double team. Dunk that. No, he got fouled before the shot. Yeah. Why? Why? Hey, I mean I ain't going to complain too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I would be I would be angry if I was a Rockets fan. That that's an <laughs> and one. That shouldn't be an and one. But uh. We should probably we should probably say more of what we're actually uh watching. Uh, Mo Harkless just got basically I think it was Josh Christopher just fouled him on a take foul on the fast break. And Mo actually manages to lay it in. I don't think that should be an and one. <laughs> he does pick it up so maybe maybe you know in some weird universe that is a continuation how come it's still 121 (laughs) like man talk about anxiety if i was actually if i actually did care about this football game i would be like steaming right now it's still 121. Huh. well at least on espn (laughs) Like, can the game just be over, please? You know, (laughs) like, oh, my anxiety would be so bad. Oh, it's a clear path foul. That's what they're reviewing.
1: Wow. For, so for the Niners, they're reviewing, uh, a drop ball by Debo or Mm -hmm. not drop ball, but, uh, it's just. We just got fourth fin inches. Why? What do I first down? But he was short by inches. Just, just run the ball. It's inches.
0: Steven Salas looks so young. That's actually you pretty amazing. Ah, what was that play? <laughs> it looks like Buddy got stuck.
1: <laughs> and that—that guy's like uh, <laughs> just had that old face and
0: so long now. Okay, Buddy's feeling himself. I, I'm not loving it. And some of his ball handling stuff, <laughs> like he just try to go behind the back and like through the legs. I don't know, man yeah you missed a pretty frustrating uh, possession uh, in the first quarter where like Davion gets a scream from Jones and he just would not pass it. it, I can see why it would have been tough to get it to uh, get it to Jones but like he could have just lopped it to him so many times and he just didn't for some reason Mm. it was pretty frustrating (sighs) Ah, Uh, what just happened there he, he kinda jumped in. Uh, uh Garrison Matthew was he was strong, credited credit to him, and blend kinda of leaned into him.
1: Yeah. First down. The a flag. Fuck these flags. What's the flag
0: mean?
1: It's it's a penalty. It's why like, it's like the ref calling like a whatchamacallit, a foul or something. Oh stuff. Aw, oh, screw off diners false start we uh, yeah, have like what, 40 seconds left in the quarter come on just let it in yeah literally like the last two minutes of the fourth quarter for most football games feel like eternity <laughs> you, you'll, you'll start to notice like how long fourth quarters can be in football, <laughs> because everyone calls timeouts, everyone just
0: takes their time. I don't think I've ever said this on on a podcast. I personally, in the NBA, if if a coach calls a timeout and then on the next play the other coach calls a calls another timeout, I think that should be illegal. I think there should be <laughs> an, at least a good say. Two three minute gap between timeouts. I'm yeah. so sick and tired of wait watching a bunch of commercials and then all of a sudden I have to watch a bunch of commercials again after one play. I hate that mm. so much.
1: For, winter, for football, timeouts are a necessity. Like you would want your timeout because it runs time off the clock too. And time is everything in football. Okay, Dallas got the ball with 32 seconds. Let's see what they can do. They <laughs> got running off the field, though.
0: Oh, fuck off! No! Did they intercept? I'm seeing the football on the cowboy side.
1: Whatchamacallit. So what just happened was, they got the first down. At uh, shoot, what yard was it? At Niners, I would say money Niners, what? Will be two.
0: It is thirty-two. Yes. Thirty-two.
1: Oh, at Niners territory, 40. we'll it back to some number
0: eighty-eight. <laughs> Oh, it, looks like, it looks like there's more people now at the Kings game. Interesting.
1: Shit, this is giving... That was a lot of hope. Come on!
0: So it's their ball right now? Yeah, it's their ball. They oh. got their second <sighs> first down. You, isn't it ironic you literally just said these are the longest fucking 20 seconds ever, it, and it's going to be even longer
1: now. Like, literally, I think this whole third quarter was only, like, two minutes in football time. Third quarter in NBA. Come on! Who's watching people? Watch the corners. That's what they're going for. 14 seconds. How many more yards left? Jesus. 14 seconds, and they have 40 yards to go. That's still a lot of... Now oh god, last time out. Someone watched that. Oh my gosh. Man, they're all my really helping them. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Come on. You gotta get them down. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Come on, that's outside. That's outside. He did do it. That's all time. That's it. That's that should be good. Is it a game? Yes. Is that a game? Yeah.
0: We won. Oh my god. I'm looking at ESPN right now. This still says 14 seconds. It's not no, moving. Is it a game? It's in a- Yeah, we, we'll, we'll definitely be publishing this. Uh, yeah, so um, now that you just heard the reaction live of the 49ers, um, 49ers and Dallas Cowboys game as as well as the Kings game. So hopefully you guys enjoy this part. Uh, we'll catch you guys uh, on the next episode after the tr- Detroit game. Um, hopefully, the, um, for better or for worse, hopefully it's not a two-hour episode, I guess, for the podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I really think the rest
0: screwed <laughs> the Cowboys over. <laughs> you know what? It, you know what? We're Kings fans. Like we, we know what it we know what it feels like. And you know, we, we even reviewed like game seven and game six. Like, honestly, even like I don't know about you. I told the Kings that you know, unfortunately you gotta just take that L. You gotta just suck it up and take it. Mm-hmm. Well a war how... shot by Buddy. Sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry for cutting you off. No, let's let's <laughs> Niners win against Green Bay because Green Bay is really good this year okay well uh, we'll try and catch you guys on the next episode after the Detroit game yeah we'll see you guys later